was the night before Christmas, and just now in this house, Jason clicked record using his no-ball mouse. The news keeps on coming, no hibernation in store. Gamers keep clicking, no resting your score. We're done for the year after the closing bit, but worry not, 2024 is imminent. Rhyming is hard, especially with names. Your hosts, Rub Roberts, Jamie Summers, and Loki, iambic pentameter arranged. Let's get to the news, I bet you'll rejoice. Tuned into Orange Lounge Radio, where every gamer has a voice. Hello, my friends out there on the internet. Welcome back to another week of the show where every gamer has a voice. It is Orange Lounge Radio live once again at a special time on this December 24th, 2023 with episode number 987 of our show. If it sounds like I'm laughing, it's because I am. That's actually the first time I heard Jason's special little uh, rhymey intro for tonight. That was super cute. Thank you, as always, to our voiceover uh, guy, Jason. And thank you to all of you who are tuning in live at this special time so usually we tape every week at the voice of geeks network twitch.tv slash vog network at nine o'clock eastern six o'clock pacific right after the bobby blackwell show however today being a special day a holiday uh we are doing a special show at three eastern noon pacific and uh you know perhaps overseas eight o'clock nine o'clock in the evening depending on where you are overseas so just a little bit of a special time uh here on this christmas eve I'm Rob Roberts, and I'm joined, as always, uh, despite the day uh, time difference on the day, say hello to the one and only Dark Sakura, or Jamie Summers. Who? There. Hello. Ache. You're what? Okay, I'm not sure what's happening with Jamie's I said audio. I'm awake. Oh, you're awake. <laughs> it's just very lagged, I think, today. I like you know what's happening with my audio. It's the same thing that happens every week. Yeah. <laughs> I have lag. Yeah. Uh, it didn't used to be there. Uh, but I noticed you have your VTuber is uh, wearing Yeah, it's been ver- there for the last month or so. Very... Yeah. Be- the show's only been running 20 years. Um, but the, I noticed the uh, the avatar dress that you have on your VTuber is very nice. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. I can scroll out if you want to see the whole thing. Hold on. Let's do this. Whoa. Oh, that is super cute. I like that. Okay. So, again, if you want to see the video. Of course, um, not everyone's going to see me playing with my sliders. Oh, it's fine. Over at Twitch. It's not the first time. Over at twitch.tv slash Network. Uh, is where you can uh, check that out uh, as we are live. Uh, and thank you also. I want to acknowledge I see you all are being very generous with the hype train and chat right now. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I, I, I really do appreciate that, uh, especially the the fact that it's a, a weird time today. Um, also say hello. Joining us, of course, to the one and only Techmaster Loki. Hello. Hi, Loki. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. What is this game playing behind you tonight? I'm not sure. I re- is this Power Washer? It looks... Or is this it whole is new power pro- washing it is power sim. Washing. Oh, I just haven't seen this level. This must be like a special, like uh, Santa's Workshop or something level. I don't. Yep, know. it's Santa's Workshop DLC. Oh, fun. Okay, you know, I never did end up playing the Final Fantasy VII DLC. I think they had <laughs> at one point. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I have it. I haven't played it either. Same with the Back to the Future one as well. Uh, uh, that game is um, the playstation plus game right now so uh, a whole other reason to play it again if you know game pass or whatever other way of getting that game i think i just bought it on early access on steam quite honestly 
um, isn't good enough. I mean, there's plenty of ways to check out Power Wash. They right also now. have a VR version if you happen to be do ever so inclined really? to play the VR Why stuff. Does, yeah. I mean, like, it surprises me, but it doesn't. <laughs> I kind of want to play the VR version. I think yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That might be interesting. Yeah, I'd check that out. But, um, okay, wow, Santa's workshop is very dirty outside of that clothes rack or in the immediate uh, field of view. Well, was it like the original game, the meta was that it was supposed to be a volcano that went off. So I don't know um, how that has anything. I think it's just an excuse to gotcha. put dirt everywhere. Well, I'm sure there are lots of games folks are catching up on over this holiday uh, break for many people, or just even if it's a day or two. Um, I know I am, but we'll talk about that in our gaming weeks in a little bit. But first, we're going to get to our kickoff topic. The news, of course, this week has been a little bit lighter, but we have had some pretty major stories, uh, including this first one right off the bat about um, this big thing that's happened and very interesting ethical questions coming out of this as well as far as like people reporting on it um but loki why don't you give us like the high level overview and then we'll talk about some of that yeah so insomniac games was recently hit with a ransomware attack and the folks that were attacking them wanted two million dollars in bitcoin um in order for them not to leak their information because bitcoin is always for legitimate purposes clearly it's supposed to be like less traceable or something but bitcoin's the official currency of crime like let's just call it what it is put that tagline on there um uh but they yes the hacking group responsible have requested two million in bitcoin to prevent the data from being leaked which that data included uh, a lot of things, uh, development stuff. There was an early working version of Wolverine um, assets, also employee information, data, financial information, planning, all that type of stuff, um, including uh, they had like credit card information and licensing deal information uh, with Marvel. Yeah, of course, you know how that works. Um, you know, Insomniac is just not going to pay them two million dollars not to leak it. So. As they shouldn't. They no. they uh, release the information. So it was like one over a terabyte of information that they released out there. And then um, as, you know, response to this, the studio then put out a statement saying, you know, thank you for your outpouring of compassion and unwavering support. We It's deeply appreciated. We're both saddened and angered about the recent criminal cyber attack on the studio and the emotional tale it's taken on our dev team. We have focused inwardly... Uh, for the last several days to support each other. Um, we're aware of the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees and independent contractors. It also includes early developmental details about Marvel's Wolverine for PlayStation five. We continue working quickly to determine what data was impacted. And then with that, they're just kind of saying, you know, we want everyone to enjoy the games that we're making, but we want you to also wait for that information to come out as we, feel it's ready and necessary yeah um so kind of like the whole thing i think is to focus like not on covering the leaked information because they feel it's going to you know and this same thing kind of happened with you know grand theft auto 6 and stuff they they want you not to talk about it because one some people get like an impression like oh wolverine looks terrible right now well yeah, it's not anywhere near done yet, but yeah, you know, there are idiots out there that feel that like this is representative of the final game, which it's obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um it, it just also it hopefully will 
dissuade people from trying to attack these companies in this similar type of way in order to, you know, leak information. If they feel that it's not valuable to do so, then maybe they'll be less likely to do that. Um, but yeah, it sucks. For, it sucks for them. Um, I mean, at the same time, like it's fun seeing that stuff in progress. But I guess you know it does take a toll on the dev teams if you're, you know, kind of sharing all that leaked information out there. Yeah, yeah. But people will do it because of clicks and engagement yeah. and clout. Yes, but also like you know, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence because I feel like there are some people out there that are making they are going out of their way to let you know we are not going to cover these leaks. We are not going to talk about these leaks. And there's. There's a part of me – I'm sorry. This is not going to be popular, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. In some cases – and we'll make that very clear. Some of that feels very performative. And the reason why I use that yes, word is, is because there was no problem when it was Capcom a few weeks ago. There was no problem when it was Nintendo. There was no problem when it was the ESA. There was no problem – and look, I understand. So I'm not saying, oh, we need to go over the, you know, I, I, I just think here at this show, like, you know, we talk about what people are talking about on social media. I think to not acknowledge this has happened. It's out there. Yes, they're talking about Wolverine. Yes, they've got these Marvel licenses on games through 2032 and all this stuff. You know, they've got these different licenses. Like, I, I think it's kind of like. It's it's assuming that people only get their gaming news from this podcast, which I think is a ridiculous notion. I, I realize there might be a couple people out there, and thank you if that's you, but I think there's a lot of people out there that use social media, and they know that this stuff is out there. Now, now look, I also understand that there is personal data in here. There's people's phone numbers, and that shit ain't cool. And so, like, no, you we shouldn't talk about where to go find this or how to get the information for yourself and all this stuff, but – yeah, I think we ought to say openly, yes, there is screenshots, there is gameplay of Wolverine out there, and if you think that is what the finished game is going to look like, you are a fool. Exactly. If you think that that is representative of what the actual game is going to look like, you are a fool and should not be commenting on the gaming industry because you don't know how it works. That's And that's that on that, period. Happy holidays. So... Th that's that's you know what it is for for uh the wolverine and, and as far as the marvel things go i mean look at the pattern insomniac's been making a lot of marvel games of course they've been in talks to make more do you think that that timeline is going to hold up and be exact one for one haha <laughs> Absolutely not. Because if you think and you go out into 2034 or whenever the last game was projected there, we're going to be talking like PlayStation 6 and fuck, maybe even PlayStation 7 by then. I don't maybe not quite, but we're almost on our way to PlayStation 7 by then. Like, do you think that those things don't change as a part of that and based off the sales of other things? Of course, that's all going to change. All of that is projection, period. Um. As far as the leaks themselves, again, I feel like Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, even despite the fact that it leaked early, which is a whole other thing, even despite the fact that that came out early, it's still the talk of the town, all over news media, millions of clicks. In fact, didn't it break YouTube records and all this stuff, too? So yes. I'm not saying it's okay that it leaked out, but I am saying it turned out okay. Gamers are still going to be hyped for the actual real thing and sharing that around and putting it on social media and so forth. And then that's the stuff to get excited about because then again, 
um, you know, when uh, the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer actually showed up, there were all these things in it that looked really cool that the leaks did not give any presence of because um, it just it wasn't in there. It was too early development. It wasn't polished enough. We didn't see the TikTok or Instagram lifestyle parody stuff in there. So we we found out there's a female protagonist. Whoopee! That's that's what the leaks gave us. It, you know, context gave us so much more. Um, She-Hulk 10 in chat says, I love this comment, by the way. She-Hulk 10 says, we should be talking about the lack of security and other security failures. And this is, and I, I don't want to pick on Insomniac because obviously they are, you know, bearing the brunt of that. But every company should be looking at this. And to me, this whole situation was exacerbated when E3 information got leaked a couple years ago by the ESA, by the company that's supposed to represent the gaming industry and be on the cutting edge of this stuff, which, as we have found, part of the many failures of the ESA is the fact that they are, they, they, they're usually behind the curve on this stuff and behind the curve of where, you know, security and this stuff is. So something to think about. Uh, Bobby Blackwolf does say, though, companies stop hacks all the times. You just don't hear about the ones they stop. Funny enough, later today, you will hear about one story. So we do have that coming. But yes, I mean, there are a lot that are prevented. But I there there's unfortunately a lot that aren't. And I think Insomniac may consider being a little bit transparent, especially with peers, about how this happened so that this can be stopped. The, the methods, because clearly... They're trying to use it other places, too, because, again, we have a story coming up later about another company that did prevent something. So I, I hope folks in the industry that are talking to each other are talking about, like, what happened, how it happened, and how to prevent it in the future. So, But that's it. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm sure there was more information in the hacks than just, like, the Marvel licenses and the Wolverine stuff. But it's like how – I mean, it's, it's all going to change. It's all going to change. You weren't supposed to see it for a reason. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. So. People. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I will say, you know what's funny? Yes, I did see the Wolverine footage because occasionally I get directed to Twitter and I see related tweets. And so I try to avoid that site, but it's just, unfortunately, it still is a news platform. You, you unfortunately, if you're not checking it, you're not seeing some of the, the news. So I'll get linked to tweets occasionally. And I did come across some of the, the I think it was screenshots. I don't think there was video. Maybe there was. I don't remember. Screenshots of Wolverine. And I will say, for, for as early on as it is, since that game, that game isn't out until like 2025, right? So as early on as it is, I, from my perspective, it looks great. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be a kick-ass game, actually. So, um, but it's early. So much can change, right? So pretty much everything that's been seen out there, probably going to change. So, whatever, whatever. Interesting, though, I will say um, some voice actor information was also part of the leaks. And that information, and like, who's involved and all oh. that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I will just say, because people are talking about it and spreading it. I just thought it was interesting. Deborah Wilson's in it again. <laughs> if, if the leaks are to be believed and <laughs> things have not changed, et cetera, et cetera, if, if. Uh, Deborah Wilson's apparently in it again, and I just, I just love her. <laughs> I can't. It's amazing. I can't think of her without thinking about Mad TV. And I mean, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And maybe you know, and that that could be a bummer because maybe you know, again, this was something that Insomniac wanted to release on their own terms and talk about the voice cast and so forth. But 
it it does I, there's plenty of other people too in there that i'm sure they'll announce at some point that um didn't catch my eye as much but i was like oh i just love her they they should what with, with movies you know who's in the movie before they even start shooting why not tell us a little bit about who's on board for the games i don't know all right anyway uh let's get into our gaming weeks and talk about the types of games that we have been playing this oh so what's that jamie I'm excited for when the game comes out because things are looking so positive, honestly, if the early build is looking so good. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, I haven't gotten into a lot of the superhero Insomniac games. Um, It's not that I'm a hater. It's just the game's backlog. I always mean to play those Spider-Man games because they look incredible. Um, But uh, yeah, I just never get around to it. So I want to check out Wolverine. But, you know, gaming backlog, it never ends. Anyway, let's see what we've been attacking in our gaming backlog this week, if anything, in a segment we call, How Was Your Gaming Week? So we'll go to Dark Sakura and ask, How Was Your Gaming Week? Hi, Daylight, and Disney Dreamlight Valley, and Rudra no Hiho, um, which I'm on the second scenario now. I played some Weird Al Pinball, because of course I did, and... um. I'd say that's about it. I've, uh, I'm actually, do you know the, I think it's called like the watermelon game or something. Um, but there's a version for Mac called fruit salad and I'm going to be giving that a try. Uh, maybe today we'll see. Uh, Mike Def says Suica game. Yes. I've seen Alan play a mobile phone version. Cause you know, like, uh, what was that numbers game that was everywhere? 64 or whatever it was called. There's clones everywhere of that game. So Alan plays one on his mobile phone that I've seen before. Was it? Oh, 60. Yeah, that's right. I always think of 2048. Number. Oh, that's it. 2048. I'm sorry. That's it. I knew it was some multiple of two. <laughs> 64 was probably one of the clones. <laughs> but yes, um, y- you know how the popular games clones show up everywhere, especially the one. Unfortunately, it's the ones that are easy to clone. And I would consider Suica games probably one of those. You know, it's probably not incredibly difficult to clone. Flappy Bird's a great example, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's go to Loki. Okay, let's go to Loki. How was your gaming week? Um, it's all Minecraft for the most part, I think. Um, I think I played a little bit on the play date. Uh, we had a couple. I up my the where my progress was in the season, so I unlocked more games. So I played Executive Golf, which is kind of fun. It's like a two D golf game that you have to go up and down floors um, and knock your golf ball over like all this different office furniture and stuff that's a little different Uh, i played that and then there was a uh, time traveler like crank game that was kind of hard that i ended up playing as well on the play date Uh, but other than that it's been mostly minecraft i've been working on uh well procrastinating a lot um i built a few farms and i modeled a raccoon for the upcoming um theme park ride the building so uh i modeled that in block bench t- for adding some stuff in the game because uh, the premise of the uh first ride that i'm doing is supposed to be that you're in a log flume ride and you are going around trying to capture raccoons that have infested a lumber yard or a, like a lumber mill i guess less of a lumber yard lumber mill 
and um it's all gonna kind of like target shooting type of stuff and they get captured but then of course you know um whatever you capture in game or whatever you you shoot at the end it scores you and then there's going to be like a leaderboard and stuff like that so it'll be it'll be very involved which is why it's taken so long to like get an actual episode out from channel 64 because i'm still in that mindset of like i want to finish these big projects in one episode and it really isn't feasible to do that and i don't know how to split them up yet um, but still kind of really in the planning phase. I think I'll put like an interim episode out kind of discussing that whole planning process. I think that might be good. But I did put out one, the third episode of the Raiseworks server. And then I have the fourth one mostly done already. I just need to film a few things and then that'll be out probably next week or so. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I've been busy. Just a lot of um, different stuff in game. Um, Mikey Mui has been a little bit of a hodgepodge of different stuff, still playing Diablo 4, still playing World of Warcraft Season of Discovery, although I think, I think I might have about hit my limit there on Season of Discovery, because now I'm like, I don't, I'm not really interested in raiding, um, I joined an LGBTQIA guild that was shouting in trade chat in the game, and they're all like, but I, I forgot about how much I don't enjoy the whole, like, and they're great don't get me wrong but it's it's the whole like we got to get a group together for saturday and it's going to be at this time server time we got to prepare all the potions all this stuff and i'm just like and that's the part i don't miss i don't need to do the organized rating because i just i don't i I, maybe it's because i'm older i just don't like to commit that kind of time to that sort of stuff so but i like i like signing in but i just kind of feel like i'm running out of things to do now with level cap because i'm not interested in rating there's there's doing alts and that's about it and even the alt stuff is kind of getting old But it's also one of those things where I think the break has been good because now I'm like, oh, I really need to go back and finish where I was in Final Fantasy XIV. And I think it's been like a little bit of a a palate cleanser going back to WoW and kind of like, you know, remembering the game I played a long time ago. And now it's like, okay, now I need to go back and during this kind of lull in Final Fantasy XIV, go back and finish the content I hadn't done yet. You know, I kind of have a taste for it again after doing other stuff. So we'll see. Um. But I've also been playing some of the new stuff that I've been getting into lately. I can't believe I'm saying Fortnite. But yes, Fortnite Festival. I've still been going on. I think it's interesting because they they added new songs into the rotation on Thursday that weren't there the first week. Uh, Beautiful Day by U, uh, U2. And there was a Pat Benatar song there as well. Uh, and then uh, another song. So there's there's these interesting like new songs are showing up on Thursday. So I wonder if they aren't. At injecting more stuff into the rotation every Thursday to try to give this some longevity. Uh, we'll see. But um, I still think 500 V-Bucks is a, a disgusting price to charge for the songs. And there's no fucking way I'm going to pay it. So if the song's not in the free rotation or a giveaway, there was a really silly epic original song about winter winter wonderfest or something i don't remember what they winterfest or something that that had all these lyrics that were about Fortnite that they give i thought it was really silly but it's kind of fun so um that was like a giveaway song so yeah um i've been still putting my perfect clears on lead guitar up on my youtube channel if that's of interest to, of you my youtube channel however is a unique name because uh, my rob roberts was taken already unfortunately there's a few people in media who use the same name um so uh rob roberts plays p-l-a-y-s is my youtube channel rob roberts plays um i did also play a little more lego Fortnite as well that's still fun um so yeah i'm i'm happy that there's more games than just battle royale but i've been playing other stuff too that's not that this is gonna be so random y'all are gonna be like what the fuck why did rob start playing that i played a game called remnant 2 you know what this game is 
There was uh, a game called Remnant from the Ashes, and the Remnant 2 just came out over the summer. Well, it's on Game Pass, and a friend of mine, uh, the same friend that likes to play Overwatch with me, was like, you should get this game, Rob. It's like, it's like Diablo, but it's like a shooter. And I was like, okay, you had me at Diablo. I'm going to check it out. Well, the party left out was that it's like Dark Souls meets Diablo. Because <laughs> it's kind of difficult. Um, and I was trying to play in a game with him, and I was not having fun because I was dying way too easy. But I will say it was interesting enough where I'm like, okay, maybe I just need to go back and pick a different class. Maybe I need to not pick a class where I go in there and run and chop people up with the sword. I just wish you could change the classes on demand a little more easy because now I'm going to have to play the intro segment again in order to switch to like a medic which might be a good idea because then I'd have a ton of heals or a gunner so I could I assume assume hit people more long distance because right now I'm a I don't know but the equivalent of a warrior I basically I have a tin can on my head and a giant sword and I slash at people but they they down me in like one hit and even when I was trying to play myself myself on what is supposedly Bobby Blackwolf mode uh-uh this is still like a dark souls kind of game so, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to give it another try, but I'm just feeling this game might be too difficult for me. And that's okay. I mean, I'm not usually a fan of the, the Souls kind of games, but my husband loves that stuff. So, you know, there's an audience for it. We'll see. Uh, Wayne and 12 in chat. Hi, thanks for listening. Says, I played the first Remnant. It became very frustrating, especially the bosses and their ads. Yeah, it's not an easy game. But you know what? Some people love that bang their head on the wall kind of difficulty and so like this taking that and mixing it with procedural generation i understand why somebody told me like you should try playing this game and why there's an audience for it and i can totally recognize sometimes there is an audience for this game that audience is not me it's like movies sometimes there is an audience for terrifier 2 that audience is not me <laughs> it's that simple um Let's see. Uh, but I also played – this is very random, but I was like, you know what? I bought those Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. I got a platinum trophy on Final Fantasy 1. I, I actually streamed that whole thing. But I never played any other Final Fantasy game after that. And I was like, I got to fix this. You know what my hang-up has been? I don't want to play Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> I just like – Final Fantasy 2 is like pretty much the worst Final Fantasy game. I don't – you all know – I don't like eight either, but Final Fantasy two. If I, I, people want to fight me over Final Fantasy eight, but if I were to sit here and say Final Fantasy two, and remember this is Japanese NES two. If I were to say Final Fantasy two is the worst Final Fantasy game, I don't think a lot of people would pick a fight. I think most people would say, yeah, that game's in the bottom three at least. Like Final Fantasy two is is kind of the worst one. I don't even remember two. It had challenges. Yeah, it it will. It, it had challenges. It's three was awesome though. It was the same reason I don't care for eight. It's kind of a broken system for me. It's broken. And what I mean by that is that the, it's the whole leveling up through taking damage and using things over and over again. I think they took some of that idea and funny enough, 11 institutes a lot of that same skill up sort of concept, but it's much better in 11 in my opinion. So yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I'll go play it someday. But Jamie, funny enough, since you bring that up, I said, you know what? Why am I sitting here going, you must play Final Fantasy 2? Fuck that noise. I make the rules. It's Christmas. I'm gonna do what I want. So I played Final Fantasy 3 NES. And I will fully admit, I'm Which used- you know is one of my favorites. Yeah. And actually, and 
admittedly, I've only played a little bit of it. I played, I always call it the Ouya version, but it was actually the DS version, the the one that went 3D, but you know, it was on the Ouya. I played a, a little bit of that, um, but not enough. But this one, I'm already further in this one than I ever got in the Ouya version of Final Fantasy III. Um, and so I'm up to, I think I'm about to go get the fire, fire crystal finally, which it actually takes quite some time in that game to get through a sequence of events before you're about to go get the next crystal, which unlocks new jobs, which is a big part of that game. But I will also fully admit I'm using a guide to help me get a platinum trophy. And it's basically a guide that just says, don't miss this treasure chest. Make sure you get these bestiary things because there are certain bestiary things where if you don't get them, you won't get the platinum trophy. Like one of them is like this water dragon that's blocking a channel. You don't have to beat him, but you can, in fact, you really can't, but you have to encounter him and run to get the bestiary entry. And if you don't do that before you clear the level that then gets rid of him so you can get through in the water channel, you're fucked for a platinum trophy. So I'm using a guide for that reason so I don't have to go back and play it over and over again. Um, but I'm enjoying Final Fantasy three. I know, I know you love it, but I want to after after I'm done with. Well, no, I'm saying that there's no problem with having to oh. to use a guide. Oh yeah, no, no, I uh, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about this on Bobby's show a little bit. Is that especially in the NES era, like we had manuals, we had guides, we had things to help us. We like, also did have printed user guides. That's right, absolutely. Yeah, and then we had Nintendo Fun Club and Nintendo Power. That's how we had a Zelda map because um, people today. We were just talking about this on Bobby's show, but uh, you know, kids today or people who just you know don't know for whatever reason don't realize that like when they say, well, in the Legend of Zelda, you just had to figure out what to do. You just got dropped in there. No, you had to oh gosh, she did. Yeah. Uh, we had we had a 900 number that we could call to ask people at Nintendo. <laughs> or read the last rank up our grandmother's bills. Read the last 10 pages of the manual because it walks you through like the first three levels of Zelda. <laughs> so yeah. that, it gets right there. If you, if you need to figure but you out know what? what if we had the internet then we would have totally used it. Absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, I am playing Final Fantasy three and I am enjoying it. I'm using the boosts. I don't care. I'm having fun. I, I, it, you actually really do have to think about like, okay, if I use a red mage, so I have warrior, monk, red mage, white mage. Cause keep in mind, I only have the base jobs right now. I'm just before I get the second set of jobs. So I, I went, I went for red mage instead of black mage, which I think is actually easier in the beginning. Cause you know, you get a little bit of the oomph there. Um, but there is actually some really challenging shit because you have in the beginning of the game, because you have dungeon. I actually understand why they didn't bring this out in America. Now, now that I'm really sitting down and playing this in depth, I'm like, Oh, Oh, people would have never figured out. You have to cast mini on your whole party to find the town and then go through the dungeon as mini, which means you can only cast spells you can't fight. So you ought to think about switching your entire party to black mages before you go, well, three black mages and a white mage before you go mini so that you have the firepower and then you have to mix up your spells. There's actually a lot of fun logic puzzles in a way to think about with it. What? There's also stuff like that in Final Fantasy V, oh, which, which also didn't get released originally mm -hmm. in the US. 100%. There's the whole point that you have to do that for uh, for reaching, like, certain elvish creatures, and then you've got to do other puzzles similar to that in the Moogle Village, and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy IV literally dumbed down for America, 
which I'm sure most people know that at this point, but we actually had what they ended up re-releasing in Japan as Final Fantasy IV Easy Type is the actual Final Fantasy to US. So because they um I played I played through the original yeah. on on my channel, remember? Yeah, I do. I do. It's and it's yeah, and well and now the pixel remasters and all that they emulate the original. They don't, you know, easy type is just a a, a Ted Woosley memory in our heart apparently at this point. But mm-hmm. uh it's it's uh And all the translation issues. Yes. Yes. Some of that though, not all of that is uh the translator. Because like things like uh, the holy spell being renamed, wasn't it called white in the original? Uh, but pearl maybe was what they called it. But they had to change the name because they could. You couldn't say holy in a Nintendo game. That was unholy to say holy. Anyway, Silly. anyway, Final Fantasy tangent. But I'm enjoying three the Pixel Remaster. So if you are where I'm at and you are saying. I want to be all of the pixel remasters and I played one. I don't want to play two. I want to give you permission to do what I did and give your, let yourself give yourself a, just skip two, just skip it. You can always come back to it later. Just skip it. Enjoy three, enjoy four, five, six. And then there you go. That's so that's my plan. I will probably stream four and not use a guide because four is one where it's like, if I have to play that a second time to get everything, I actually don't care as much. Um, so four and six, I'll probably stream because I could play those forever. I like three and five though. Like I don't, I don't know why you I played don't... through five. Uh, yes. Well, I don't think I actually beat it. I think I got like very. You definitely very far. need to give five solid, a full solid playthrough. Oh, I love I the ending of it. I five is there are parts of five that I actually like better than six. Yeah, I understand. Five five's a good game. Like it's it's great that we have that now. So all right. Well, I gotta get them all yeah. beat before seven part two comes out in February. So that's uh that's the next huge release on my radar for well, sure. Hey, and I'll throw this out there. You might actually super enjoy Urura no Hijo. Um, I've got a translation of it. It's it's really fun. I think it would be right up your alley. I wonder, you know, um, I wonder if Square Enix might think about that as a re-release later in the same style as uh, Live Alive, because um, did you play through Live Alive? No, but I want to get I want to get the uh, redone one because Live Alive is I want the redone version and Saken Three. Yeah, yeah, but those those are I'm so glad I played those. Because they were so much fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although um, I'm pretty much going to be going back to. St- I think I'm going to do either Star Ocean uh, original or Emerald Dragon next. I haven't decided. But I'm loving this Square Enix going back and bringing out like the. I'm using my quotey fingers obscure to us JRPGs now in this new engine that they've been doing in the past couple of years. I think ever since uh, they realized they could use the engine they made for, you know, Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy and all this stuff, like they can use that engine to remake old games too. And it, it's great. So I hope they keep it going uh, and bring us other games. We'll see. Uh, I really, I, I, I would, I would petition them to bring Rudra uh, <laughs> no Hijo out, especially with the such unique magic system in there. Mm-hmm. Do with we, the with the uh, mantras and all that. Do we? Well, 
they might be working on Chrono Trigger, though. That's the popular rumor is that they're finally going to give us what we mm-hmm. fucking want and give us Chrono Trigger in that engine. But How we'll many see. more endings we'll are see. they going to add to it? Ooh, that's actually that's legit, legit a good question. <laughs> well, with the PlayStation ones, they added more endings. Yeah, we should get and more endings. Dan and I have played through eight of the endings together, nine, something like that. We did a bunch of them. I want a dog ending. It would be great. And then I want a Wayne's um I want a Wayne's World uh mega happy ending as well. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Goth. I love you, Dream Woman. <laughs> I want to watch that again. I know. I need to watch Wayne's World. I was gonna say and Wayne's World 2, but not really. Wayne's World 2 was not nearly as good. So even if I had Christopher Walken. Moments, but yeah, Wayne's World was Pen- peak world was peak great, 90s cinema peak 90s cinema anyway all right uh, yeah well i mean you know my other favorite 90s movie which uh, is completely on a different direction is pump up the volume showgirls <laughs> you don't know shit all right <laughs> let's move on and you get- know the last time i saw that was at the peaches christ midnight mass that was a while ago she ended that a while ago but i think that was the last time i saw it too to be honest I we d- we watched it at your house one <laughs> one um didn't we watch it at your house one Christmas with um you know the girl we, we don't did. hang out with anymore yeah so yeah 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 I feel like that her. was the last time I saw it yeah her <laughs> so anyway all right yeah let's get into some game oh God news. no Skitabiri <laughs> let's pump up the show girl. Let's talk about some of the other things that have been going on in gaming this week. Not that there's a ton of stuff, but there's still a few things here and there, such as what ought to happen to these leakers and folks that release information early, right? Loki, accountability? Well, yeah, accountability. I I don't necessarily agree with the the life sentence, but apparently um, the hacker... Well, I understand the reasoning for it. So, like, the, basically, the hacker that was responsible for the Grand Theft Auto 6 um, leak, which was only 18, um, basically has been, um, he's been sentenced to life in a hospital prison and um, can only be released if Dr. Society is no longer a danger to others. Probably because the guy that was sentenced to that said that as soon as I get out, I'm going to do this again and again and again and again. So they're like, well, you you can't do that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it says continue to express the intent to return to cybercrime as soon as possible, calling him highly motivated. Um, Also claimed that he was violent um, while held in custody for the trial. So he's got mental issues probably. Um, So yeah, I hope... I hope that this is appropriate for the crime and not because Rockstar Games is a big company and so they pressured the court systems to make an example of this person well, type of thing. him admitting some of those things is not a great look either. Like, if you literally say, don't let me out of here, I'll do it again, <laughs> what are they going to do, right? So Right. Usually you're supposed to go the other way. You're supposed to say, pretty please let me out. I won't do it again. And then the punishment probably wouldn't have been as severe. I'm going to speculate. Probably, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, 
I, I wonder though, this could, okay, maybe I've watched too many Netflix shows, but do you think this guy knows the people that just did the insomniac thing? Do you think that this Probably guy not. could like rat on the insomniac people and like, no, I, I don't think so. Okay. I guess I watched too much TV dramas. <laughs> the hackers don't all know each other. This isn't like a big <laughs> hacking network out. I mean, they, really? they have individual like, groups but they're not all like hey welcome to hack i mean i guess they do have hacker cons but like you know say, like, you're not you're not you're, those are those are different type job. of people <laughs> like hey we're welcome to ransomware con you know where we're gonna <laughs> steal all of the things and you know how much bitcoin should i ask for the, my ill-gotten goods you know like that's a seminar i can go to watch my ted talk about that you know um I, yeah, Blackwolf I don't think that they also, have it. Well, Bobby Blackoff also points out, and this is just so, you know, any person that attends these cons listenings understands we do get it. Bobby Blackoff points out DEF CON is like a white hat hacker con. Right. There yeah. are no black hat hacker cons. And, of course, white hat means hacking for good, ha- security prevention, the, 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 or, you know, those those sorts of things. Not security prevention. You know what I mean? Uh, or sec- a challenge. Exactly. Or Or for fun, but not hurting anybody. Black you know, hat. when someone says Put, that their console is unhackable and then that putting Linux, putting Linux on a toaster, <laughs> that doesn't prevent people from, you know, figuring out how to do that. stuff. what have I started? <laughs> all right. Anyhow, um, you know, I hear all this talk about putting Linux on a toaster. Why not Linux on toast <laughs> to wait for that? Come on. Just maybe at next year's, Death you Con. know. Well, don't they have like those little toaster printer things that you could do like Hello Kitty or something? Just yes. put the penguin on it. Yes. Yeah, and could. then you have the Tux Linux toast. logo on toast. <laughs> One step closer. <laughs> It'd be, it's basically the equivalent of when computers ran on punch cards, except the punch card is a piece of bread. That's, that's where we're moving to. I have a story about punch cards, Rob. Okay, why not? It's the holidays. One of my friends was a Fortran programmer in the 70s and had a bunch of punch cards left over from, from you know, programming stuff and turned them into lampshades. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. That's fun. Laminated them and put, made them into lampshades. You know what, though? Course, that's, that's art. This is the same person that also... Hmm? That's art. People would pay money for that. This is the same person that also the 11 inch floppies and made storage containers out of them <laughs> it's just it's recycling yes floppies came that big kids it's just recycling That's floppies all. were the size of your head all right <laughs> um anyway uh let's move on and talk about oh a, a really feel-good story for the holidays you know since you know we are taping this show on christmas eve uh you know merry christmas merry whatever you celebrate because We've just gotten news that Bobby Kotick will be leaving Activision Blizzard two days earlier than expected. And so by the time, you know what? This is the last Orange Lounge Radio where Bobby Kotick is in the gaming industry. And doesn't that feel good, y'all? Because <laughs> Bobby Kotick will be a thing of the past after December 29th. He has been a toxic person in this industry for 32 years. And to which we say, don't let the door hit you in the big fat ass on the way out. Okay, so... Goodbye. Yeah. Um. There's there there was some goodbye note that he posted, but I don't want to give his words value. 
Um, we did find, of course, that he will uh, be leaving on December 29th, 2023. This is last day as Microsoft Gaming. I already talked about on last week's show why I think he should be fired on December 28th. Go back to last week's show if you would like to listen to that. We all know it's not going to happen, but I can still wish. I can still wish upon a star because it is that season. They are letting folks know at Activision, though, with the departure. They're letting people know about some other people that are leaving as well. And then for most folks, and they say in this email from Phil Spencer to Activision, your day-to-day work will remain the same. It's still business as usual in bringing more groundbreaking experiences to more players around the world. At the leadership level, these changes will provide the clarity and accountability that is necessary to achieve our ambitious goals and foster a culture that is welcoming, empowering, and committed to gaming for everyone. I am your God now, Phil Spencer. Okay, I maybe added that last part for <laughs> embellishment just to see if you were all paying attention. But yes, uh, essentially, that is uh, the nice little letter that lets everybody know Bobby Kotek is done. Who knows where he will end up I next? a little sting about, about inclusivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm I'm assuming that Bobby Kotick is getting out of the industry two days early because he needs that extra time to flee the country after the news has come out that uh, you know whose lists are going to be released by the government in January, and um, you know if if allegedly if a person's name was maybe too in tied with those lists, I might want to be really far away when that comes out <laughs> yep so Sia Tiberi says insert toxic violence stinger here I can raise that one level hmm. oh it's cutting in and out but I could I heard oh like, sorry just it part, was the shade I could hear just part of the shade shade rattle in there yes <laughs> yeah that 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 I think is uh is appropriate so yes. All right, uh, Darsagra, what do you have for us? Well, um, we have some Silent Hill 2 news. So basically, um, we have uh, Bloober Team is developing a game uh, with uh, Skybound Entertainment, looks like. Um there are a number of things actually on the list, um, but they are working on Silent Hill 2 right now. And uh, it looks like that there is a, uh, that that's one of the games they may be working on with them. Um, now, they're also, though, on the list um, of, of things that Skybound is known for. I mean, that's Walking Dead, you know? Um, so... They've got a pretty decent track record, I think. Um, um, on top of that, though, uh, I mean, if we can get a Silent Hill 2 that is... I'm trying to think of a of a tactful way to say this. Acceptable. Um, no, 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 not acceptable. I'm thinking of of exceptional. Oh, okay. I want an exceptional Silent Hill 2. Of course, I would have also liked a Silent Hill 3. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, but I think that um, that 
it could be great. Now, the other thing too, though, is that Blooper is also going to be developing a game that's based off of one of Skybound's IPs. And so that's where there's speculation about Walking Dead. Um, but we don't exactly know which one it is. Could be interesting if it goes I'm... that way towards Walking Dead, because Walking Dead's kind of had a mixed uh, reception on consoles. The Telltale games are pretty much accepted as some of the greatest, you know, games that were made. Um, but uh, the the there were some shooty games as well that were the opposite of that and um, more along the lines of the reception of Gollum Lord of the Rings or whatever the fuck that King Kong game was that they made in a year that's very obvious um, so so hopefully if Silent Hill 2 is good because bloopers had a little bit of a there's some hits some misses um, so as long as like Darksucker said it's on the hit side of things uh, this could be very exciting so we'll see um, I'm I'm really fingers crossed. Oh, and by the way, it was denied that there's any sort of pyramid head origin story happening. Oh, that's good. I didn't realize that they came out and clarified that. That's good. Well, Konami just said it was incorrect information. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So wow, Konami saying something. All right. Um. Well, well I mean. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next story, Loki. All right. Um, so one we're kind of speculating like what's the next Zelda game gonna be, obviously, because they've space they've said that they're not gonna be doing any more in that whole uh Breath of the Wild Tigers of the Kingdom universe. It's gonna be a brand new thing that comes out whenever they come out with the new Zelda. Um, but one thing you're never going to get, unfortunately, is a game uh, that is like Super Mario Maker. In other words, a Zelda Maker where you can completely customize the game. Never going to get that because they feel that it's important that it not a lot of people have enough creativity to be able to do that. They said uh, when we're creating games like Tears of the Kingdom, I think it's important that we don't make creativity a requirement. Instead, we put things into the game that encourage people to be creative and give them the opportunity to be creative without forcing them to. So apparently forcing people to be creative is not the thing. But I to that I say, like, then don't buy the game. <laughs> like, if you knew it was a game where you're just creating levels, that's its own thing. It's like Mario Maker. I don't go to Mario Maker thinking that's a brand new Mario game. I think of it as a game I can make mario games or levels in right so that seems like a bad excuse besides i think they had like a dungeon creator type thing in the um link's awakening remake so it's not entirely true (laughs) yeah um we'll see we'll see what develop i was just thinking though that i saw the you talk about create creativity and um you know tears the kingdom i saw the funniest video it was somebody created this contraption and what they did. So Link picks up a chicken and throws it into a box. So the box is there and there's all these lasers above the box. So when the chicken lands in the box, the lasers go and start like covering the box. And then there's a little conveyor belt outside the box. And after the lasers go out pops after like 10 seconds, a little roasted chicken comes out the conveyor belts and it's like a four star roasted chicken. It made so a microwave. It's it's literally a chicken murdering machine that just like <laughs> it's awesome. 
I I need to do this. It just it just I mean la 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 la. It reminds me of the whole like what part of the chicken is the McNugget on? It's like the yes. the chicken just turns into a roasted chicken. It's brilliant. Anyway. That is that's I mean and that's why maybe we don't need a Zelda maker, right? Because these games end up being the makers and you can make horrific things to your heart's content in these games and it's fun. All right. I wonder what that machine does to people, though. Can you can you pick up? Or I guess it's made of people. Bacoblin. I guess you can't pick up people and throw them into the box, but at least maybe a moblin or something. I don't know. All right. Let's move on. Oh my god, this news is epic. I'm sorry. This is some. This is amazing. And people were talking about this in our Discord server this week over at vognetwork.com/discord, and I was like, what for real? Okay, so here's the deal. Who knew Alien Resurrection? That's right, the fourth Alien movie. Who knew this was going to be so important all these years later? Because uh, the game based off the Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder starring film has been unveiled this week to contain the ultimate cheat code. So this game came out in 2000, Alien Resurrection, and uh, it was uh, pretty much towards the end of the PlayStation's lifespan because PS2 came out in 2001. Um, <clears throat> Argonaut was the uh, studio that made the game, and they had previously worked on things like Star Fox and Star Glider. Uh, so, you know, they, they worked as th- at this. And a cheat code has been unveiled this week by a former Argonaut staffer, Martin Piper. He revealed that the game contains a hidden cheat mode that allows you to play a bootleg game on your PlayStation without the need for an internal mod chip. (laughs) That's right. It allows you to just open the lid, do a disc swap, put the new game in, and go to town. You don't need it. You don't need one of the cartridge slots in the back like what I used to have. Jamie was the one that taught me how to do that, by the way. You don't need a paper clip. You don't need any of that stuff. Paperclip was the original way. Yeah. You just, it's been hidden for 23 years. It says you still have to uh, put a piece of card uh, to keep the lids, the sensor open. So you can't like uh, push the so lid sensor. You will still need a paperclip. Oh, bummer. I thought, I thought there was, uh, I, I didn't, I guess for whatever reason, I didn't see that in the, the thing here, but still uh, pretty Pretty wild cheat code here. And by the way, do you do you know why he released this cheat code? Because he didn't want it to basically go unnoticed ever. He was basically like, I'm trying to find the quote that he said, but he was basically, oh, here it is. I figured it was so long ago and that I didn't want to get old and die without letting go of these kind of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what a hero, honestly. And yeah, he, he just wanted – this the whole thing went unnoticed because – he wanted to find out if discs could be changed without having to reset the PS1. He didn't tell any of the other developers. He didn't tell Sony himself itself. He didn't tell anybody else about this test. Because you're supposed to report to Sony when these games go through certification. Here's all the cheat codes and here's what they do. But he didn't submit mm-hmm. this one in that. So, Well, incredible. bless him. He's, he's the hero Gotham deserves. Well, with all this talk about gaming preservation right i mean we had these other ways of hacking a ps1 so it's like i feel like for the most part people can still access and play the ps1 games they want to play but this sort of sets the stage like honestly in my mind i'm like okay 
what's next? Who did it on the PS2? What game snuck it in there on the PS2 or the PS3? Like, are we going to find that there's other consoles that had something like this as well? Because that's going to be pretty amazing if so. I mean, I think there have been other games that have had stuff like that. A lot of them they catch, especially if they're updatable. Some of these older ones, though, like with the PlayStation, you can't update PlayStation games, um, at least the physical games anymore. So there have been things. Like, I know there was like, one there's like a emulator like that they had on the there's like several emulators they had on the ds that were hidden in games that allowed you to play like yeah retro games and stuff so okay so somebody know. is asking what's the actual cheat code get a pen and paper ready when the game loads you go into the game's option menu to unlock the cheat menu to unlock the cheat menu circle left right circle up r2 That will enable the cheat menu, okay? Now, if you want to expand the cheat menu to include stage select, you press R1, down, R1, right, L1, up, L2, square. That will enable the stage selection. Now, from the... This literally... This cheat code is three layers deep, okay? (laughs) This This is the seven layer bean dip of cheat codes, okay? Here we go. Now... Finally, that you've unlocked that to get the boot, the console to boot the disc. Left, up, right, down, right, up, left, square, triangle, square, triangle, L1. A sound will tell you that the cheat has been applied. You go back to the cheat menu and you select level six, section one, hold L1, press X, and you keep holding L1 and the disc stops spinning. Now you swap the backup disc with the original disc and after swapping hold square and triangle along with L1 and release them all to boot the backup disc. Simple, right? I hope you were writing fast. <laughs> I wonder if it works with import games. I don't see it, it works with pirated games. It works with burn games. So I don't see why it would work with um, uh, import games. So, although honestly enough though, I mean, I, I just like my little contraption. Yeah. And I will tell you, if in all seriousness, since I know you weren't writing, if you really do, if you're like, holy shit, this game's sitting on my shelf. I want to try this. You I know, know why. You know there's a million YouTubes out there for clicks uh, that are all going to be giving you this code and showing you it in action. This is, this is a YouTube click farm waiting to happen. So um, good luck. All right. <laughs> Godspeed. And all the and just just skip to the end because you know ninety percent of creators are going to be like, uh, and then uh, they're going to spend because because everything on YouTube and Loki I've learned a lot about this lately since I've been expanding more on YouTube I I don't have any like inkling that I'm actually going to have like a monetized YouTube channel or anything but I'm like dang they really do measure so much in watch hours and this is why so many fucking people do their video where they're like. We're going to show you the cheat code in just a minute. But first, let's talk about the why this and it, I bet you every YouTube video is going to go over why was it buried in there? How was it? What were some of the other ways that people could do these cheat codes? Why might a cheat code like this be important? Let's talk well, a little bit about game yeah. preservation. They want to keep your attention for 20 minutes to rank up their watch hours before they then just give you the fucking cheat code. It's the number one thing I hate about YouTube right now. And it's all because the monetizing algorithm is waiting watch hours. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, I'll get off. I'll, 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 I still I'll get off my know chair. If, but... if the game's 
gotten any more value. I'm looking on eBay. I, I, oh, yeah, especially on eBay. You're probably going to see that right away. This is the type of game, like, you want to go to your flea markets and that sort of thing, like, this weekend before news really circulates about this, because I, the value of this has to go way up after this news comes out. Absolutely. $355, $425. It's already happened. Wow. Yeah. Maybe wait for this to yeah. stabilize a little uh, bit. Too. Oh, no. They're... Then again, also, Alien Trilogy is also up there, but um, hits for the Alien Resurrection are are pretty expensive. Wow. Just get an emulator at that point. <laughs> still kind of neat or you know what just uh i I mean really i told you back before kb went went under we tore up an entire kb trying to find the last playstation that had the io port on the back and we found one oh yeah staff took it as a personal challenge (laughs) i love it it was pretty great all right, uh, let's move on. And uh, Dark Sakura, from from the past to the future, and future's past, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Sega has their whole revival thing going on. Um, and uh, we have uh, some new information for uh, the revivals coming out. We have Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Streets of Rage. They announced this on December 12th at their management meeting. Jet Set Radio will be an open world Tokyo. Streets of Rage is titled Streets of Rage Revolution. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these, just looking at the artwork for them, it looks pretty, uh, pretty rad. But yeah, it actually says on the Jet Set Radio uh little teaser image i'll just read aloud counterculture uh tokyo streets open world experience the rebellion movement that feels free in a suffocating society make friends increase your fans and create a movement um shinobi's artwork looks just pretty epic too but um you uh it says grab um oborozuki the uh legendary sword and slay evil once more your clan and the world are counting on you and then streets of rage revolution just says a beloved side scrolling beat em up action series take control of one of the ex officers and make the city a place where people no longer have to walk the streets of rage i'm excited about these revivals um the jet set radio being open world's very interesting so um yeah Looking forward to seeing what develops. I wonder if any of these will actually come out next year. We'll see. A crazy taxi one says something that's giving me pause. It says, cheerful feeling of freedom across fusion of nature and city. I'm assuming that just means you can drop people off in the forest. I wonder if it's modeled after San Francisco again. Maybe you drive across the Golden Gate and drop people off. I don't know. Who knows? In Marin. Yeah, in Marin. Which is Here, here's the Skywalker Ranch. Bye. I was like, which isn't really, far, but I mean, it's a little more rural than a lot of air, a lot of the areas out there. So, I mean, it's kind of up in the hilly part of Marin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and usually a lot of those games kind of condense looking... things. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
but we have so much more capability now than than that era, the Naomi Dreamcast era. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they could do. I mean, we'll look at the GTA games. What if you know we had a crazy taxi that like had you know that kind of a scale that would be pretty intense and to be fair some people play gta like it is crazy taxi except instead of dropping the passengers off they kill them right loki (laughs) i mean that'd be a bit brutal but sure (laughs) let's do it well crazy taxi slash carmageddon yes crazy carmageddon see crazy carmageddon yeah i would like there to be like like a mode that's like a a crazy race where you have to get from point a to point b against another player but you have to pick up passengers on the way and drop them off Mm -hmm. because that's the only way you're gonna refuel your your time limit Mm -hmm. didn't they have that like the the dreamcast version i didn't like couldn't you play multiplayer split screen in that but it wasn't quite like what I was thinking, because I, I, you know, like do something like a, like a, I almost said LAN. What's up with me? You know, online or something. What's well, also kind of funny to think that like now we live in this Lyft and Uber type of world. So I wonder how mm-hmm. that might impact kind of what they do with Crazy Taxi. I don't know. Like I wonder if if it's actually a taxi or if it's you can drive different types of cars because it's like Lyft and Uber type of stuff now. So, I don't know. Just food for thought. I don't know. Crazy Taxi is just fairly timeless. I don't think that they should mess with the formula too much. That's fair. fair. Just add in, like, extra modes. Oh, Sia Tabiri is mentioning that almost sounds like the one Simpsons driving game. That's right. I remember the Simpsons hit and run. The Simpsons hit and run. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, Orange Wright says, Crazy Taxi competitive mode. That seems like it would be interesting. Esports. Dark, dark soccer is ready to get into esports with competitive crazy taxi. <laughs> oh, what? I bet Dan. Well, you know what our big thing was for a long time was uh, Hydro Thunder. Well, Hydro was, Thunder was so good. Yeah, I remember you all had the actual fucking people don't know this. I don't think because I don't think we ever put it on YouTube or anything. You had an actual fucking rig. You may still have it, but I I don't know. You have the actual fucking driving rig, the racing rig in your house. Yeah. No, we stole that years ago to my friend Travis. But you had one. And that wasn't necessarily, that came after Dreamcast. Like, that was Mm. for uh, sim racing. Uh, Still, I always thought that was like. Yeah, because Dan was. There's dedication to your craft, and then there's that. (laughs) Oh, no. You should see some of the big sim racers out there, though, that, like, we saw this one person who literally bought a race car. Oh my god! And built his multi-window rig inside of a race car. That's incredible! It's incredible. Oh I god! There's, I love and nerds. like with hydraulics and everything. I love nerds. Like <laughs> sim racing is is nuts. You should just check out like the fanatic forums. F A N A T I C or with a K, something like that. But um, they're one of the the big uh. You know, they them Thrustmaster. I mean, there's the companies that do all the sim rigs, but I would love having something like that set up for Hydro Thunder or Crazy Taxi. You know, it doesn't have to be all of that, you know, multi screen and all of this in front of you. It just right. needs to be, you know, something to give you a little bit of that arcade experience. All right. 
Well, let's move on. We have just a couple more stories for you, and then we're going to get to the classic game of the week and all that good stuff. So, uh, Loki, I guess I kind of spoiled this one earlier. Sorry, but um, it was it was kind of in line with what we were talking about at the top of the I show. I mean, yeah, so, like, you know, well, we just had a couple leaks, so how about a couple more, you know? Now we have Ubisoft saying that on December 20th, an unknown threat actor comprised or a compromised Ubisoft. They had individual access for roughly 48 hours. And they aimed to exfiltrate roughly 900 gigabytes of data, but lost access. So couldn't get that download finished, I guess. Um, but yeah, they did have, they did apparently review, uh, I guess, data through Microsoft Teams, Confluence, and SharePoint. Uh, I, looking at corporate documents, I guess. Um, not sure, though. It says screenshots. Uh, Oh, apparently the person that did uh, get in there did have screenshots from the hack, and um, now they're investigating to see what the extent of it was. So don't be surprised if you get Ubisoft leaks here in the next week or so. Because it's just going to keep happening. Yeah, tighten your security, folks. Uh, Bobby Blackwell in chat says this happens more often than is reported. Yeah, I wonder... To what yeah. extent? I'm sure there has to be some sort of sharing that happens between companies. This is very common. Companies that you wouldn't think would work together do when it comes to things like fraud, um, hacking, uh, you know, these these sorts of things. Like, um, I don't know how much I want to say, but in my former job, uh, I was aware of some of this stuff about how, like, we would work with competitors, and you would think, why would these companies work together? It's because of this. I, I'm, I truly do not know how much this goes on in the gaming industry, how much that type of partnership happens. I imagine it must. And it's one of those things that just isn't talked about for obvious reasons, because you don't want the hackers to know, you know, the bad hackers, to know that um, they're working together, they're, they're enhancing here. If this isn't happening, I really think it ought to be. And I hope people will think about we really need to network together and work together to stop this type of stuff. Um, because what they try on Ubisoft, they'll try on Nintendo, they'll try on, you know, Rockstar, you name it. So, and Bobby Blackwell says they talk all the time. It's a small industry. My my brain says they ought to be because we know like when there's a layoff or something, they're all they're all looking out for each other and that type of thing, right? So logically, yes, they're talking about this kind of stuff, but it's just interesting that a lot of that is not kind of out there. But I get why not. Like I, I can understand, like, yeah, they don't want the hackers to know like how they work together, but it's uh interesting. Uh Bobby Blackwell in chat says the industry doesn't hate each other like the consumers do. Oh yeah, well I'll I'll leave that to the YouTubers and yeah. All right. And certain Twitch streamers, to be fair. I don't want to just make this a YouTube problem. It's just the excessiveness for clicks problem. All right. Anyway, let's, let's talk about the type of stuff that ought to be get getting clicks. Dang it. And that is some re-releases of some retro PC titles. And when I mean retro, I mean like the really cool retro shit. SSI or Strategy Simulations Inc. and Mindscape Games being re-released by the company SNEG uh, on Steam or GOG, good old games, depending on where you prefer to get your games. Uh, some of the games that are coming out with this re-release include, yes, Bobby Blackwell says this is the Quest Buster section. Very much, but like, you know what? Rob Roberts sees some good stuff in here too. So there's this little something in here for everybody. So 
the fantasy collection, including Fantasy, Fantasy 2, Fantasy 3, and Fantasy 4, uh, which was a, exclusively a Japanese home computer release, by the way, even though it was an American developer that made it. Those are um, coming. Uh, we also have the Great Naval Battles collection. Then we have War Game Construction Set Collection. Hell yeah, I remember these. Uh, the original game, then War Game Construction Set 2 and 3 uh, coming out with that as well. Star Command will be coming oh, out as well. Star Command. Mm-hmm. Prophecy of the Shadow. Uh, Renegade Battle for Jacob's Star, which was a sequel to Renegade Legion, uh, which has not been re-released yet. Uh, and then we also have Savage Warriors, which is a fighting game. And then War Breeds, which is like a 90s RTS. But you can modify the unit's DNA to create new configurations. So you know what? There's probably a lot of people that have never heard of these games. And that is exactly why they're being re-released. Because this is a really kind of niche sort of uh, PC game type of stuff. And it's really cool to bring that up to the forefront. So. Speaking of bringing niche games to the forefront, love that transition, so roll that bumper. And now it's time to travel back to a simpler time, where I'll dive into the vault and pull out a classic and tell you about it. It's time for the classic game of the week. And what did you pick for us this week, Dark Sakura? Well, I pointed my uh, compass at Europe, and I went for Asterix. So um, there were uh, a few different platform games that were uh, created, and I thought I had picked the first one. So uh, there we go. Okay. So... um, I actually am going for, I'm trying, you know, this is actually a little bit embarrassing because I thought I had picked the right one. So um, we are going to go with uh, just, I guess, uh, some of the games in the series. Um, The Super Nintendo one. I feel a little bit embarrassed because I I thought I had the right link. You know, sometimes these things happen. Um, which one did I link for the video? Is it the Super Nintendo one? This looks very Super Nintendo to me, but I see loading screens, so it may not be. I'm not super familiar with this game, to be honest. You know what? I think I have the right one after all, so pardon me. It's Super Nintendo. It's the the one we're looking at. Yeah, the game is Asterix. Um, and it is, uh, there are actually three platform games that came out for the NES the SNES and the Game Boy. Um, and they're all based off of a comic book series called Asterix. Um, they were only available in PAL regions. Um, so they were all exclusively Euro- European. Um, so basically um, to go a little bit more uh, with the, uh, the SNES one. Um, it actually was released in 1993. There was a U.S. release to be uh, to to be uh, considered, but it was canceled. So basically, a um, little bit of backstory. If no one's familiar with Asterix and Obelisk, Obelix, um, they uh, is a comic that came out um, in uh, France uh, by. Uh, um, an uh, 
an artist uh who uh uh his name is Albert um, Uderzo and also uh created by Rene I'm going to mispronounce this Goscinny um was a, a Belgian French artist um anyway but it's about uh these uh Gauls who resisted Roman occupation and they are uh Basically, it's their adventures uh, post the Gaulish Wars. There's lots of history involved in it, like real historical references. Um, at any rate, um, you play as uh, Asterix in this one, and you have to go through different levels all over Europe fighting Romans and animals, and you have to rescue your friend Obelix before Caesar has him thrown to the lions. Um, it takes place in uh, 50 BCE, um, where Gaul is completely occupied by the Romans, and you come from this one village that continues to resist and has a magic potion that makes them invincible. But now that Obelix is gone, the uh, basically the Romans have taken him off, and you have to go save him. So um, this this game. I mean, it's very simple, little platformer. Um, you know, if you can find one that, you know, I'm sure that there are conversions now that make them run at NTSC rates. I've played it. It's actually pretty fun. Um, you know, just a, a, a nice little engaging platformer. Um, and But the thing is that, like, as far as popularity, like two of the biggest franchises at that time in Europe were Asterix and the Smurfs. And we got the Smurfs over here. We got tons of Smurfs games, but Asterix, you know, I, I remember the Asterix comics being translated in the Sunday paper. I was going to say, I also remember the SNES Asterix game that was at Blockbuster. <laughs> It didn't come out in the U.S. Really? I swear I remember seeing it. So um, it was canceled in the U.S. Asterix Games. Um, But basically, um, there was, yeah, there was, I believe, an unreleased version that's floating out there and like some Smurfs games. Um, but yeah, it was canceled for the U.S. release. But I do believe that there were other Asterix games that did eventually come out. Um, and indeed, uh, hold on, I'm, I'll be able to, I think I know which one did come out over here. Um, and I want to say it was one of the PlayStation releases. Um, there was, well... Maybe it was one of the Sega ones, but I don't think so, because there was Asterix and the Power of the Gods, and there was uh, Asterix the Great Rescue, but I don't believe that either of them. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember now. Yeah, there were, there were though, uh, a bunch of, uh, like, a bunch uh, of... Oh, you know what games. I'm thinking. Like, I'm, I'm thinking the Lost Vikings. That's what I'm thinking. The Lost Vikings, yeah, yeah, that um, sim- similar but not quite. Well, 
there yeah there, there was the playstation one that we didn't get as well that had like really terrible realistic artwork on it there was asterix and Obelix xxl there were a few of those that were on ps2 um i don't know that we ever got those there was asterix at the olympic games and that one um did come out in the u.s 2008 so we did get a few of the games in the u.s but not many of them just because they they didn't have the same popularity here although i remember very clearly reading reading the comics when i was when i was a kid so yeah great rescue did make it thank you orange right um but I would say, you know, if you can find um, an NTSC conversion for the game, definitely give it a play. It's a fun one. But that's it. It's, it's Asterix. All right. There it is. Product of France. <laughs> <laughs> and product of this classic game of the week segment. The last one for 2023, since we will not actually be here next week. Uh, we are going to be I taking... I forgot what I'm doing again. <laughs> We're taking off New Year's Eve, but we will be back uh, next year. Uh, our first show back will be January 7th. Oh. So we'll see you then. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the canceled game of the month. Oh, yes. Next month. Yes. All right. Yeah. You might find some repeats from other things I've brought up, but we're, we've got some interesting ones. I, I'll, I'll send you and Loki the preliminary list so you can get an idea. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're yep. just about to the end of what we have. Um, yeah. Bobby says, so asterisk SNES can be a game next month too. Because <laughs> it was canceled. Get it? All right. Um, let's move on and uh, talk about some other news very quickly here. We're actually getting towards the end because, again, with it being a holiday week, we don't have quite as much news. But we have at least one email tonight and uh, maybe some calls. But let's uh, check in with Rapid Fire News first with just Loki with a couple stories tonight. Yeah, so a couple quick uh, announcements. So there is a big uh, announcement by Amazon Studios and Games Workshop that they are working with Henry Cavill to bring Warhammer 40,000 to movies and television. They're going to be having multiple projects based around that. And I know Henry Cavill is a very huge Warhammer fan. So that's exciting. Um, and he's going to be an executive producer on these. So someone that clearly loves the franchise, going to bring that stuff to the screen. Sign me up. I'm down. Um, PlayStation 5 has surpassed 50 million units sold now. Not bad. Wow. Considering they had shortages for a long time. Yeah. That's so. very well done to them. Yep. All right. Well, we'll get some other news in a couple weeks when we're back. But for now, let's travel around the world and check out release dates. I I have a feeling it's going to be a big zilch <laughs> because this, gonna is, be this is the almost week. nothing. But I, I'm going to check anyway. Just be thorough. Do we have anything coming out in the U.S. this week, Loki? We have Pinball M coming out in Nintendo Switch. That's it. Oh, I forgot to mention I did play that this week a little bit. Um, I picked up the, the free version of that because it comes with one table free. And then you can play the other tables for like a three-minute trial. And I did try that Dead by Daylight table. And the thing that cracked me up most about the De Dead by Daylight table 
is that I was like, oh, okay, it's like the core four survivors. But then when I looked carefully, I was like, oh, it's Dwight, uh, uh, Claudette, Jake, and Fawn Min are the the survivors. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, this, that's actually not the core four. Oh, my God, they deleted Meg. <laughs> no, I'm a Meg main. Nope. Fong Min has taken her Pink place Meg. officially. <laughs> that, uh, that cracked no. me up. I, why do they keep giving her all the cosmetics and now they take out Meg? It's, oh, dare. It's just, Rude. it's just the pinball table and who knows, there could be more and, you know, Rude. who knows, but it did crack me. Like they're like treating her like Meg from Family Guy. Yeah. And to be fair, I think the pinball table is from the perspective of the trapper because I think you're actually trying to hook the survivors. I couldn't really tell what the story was going on, but um, yeah, I I did play that just a little bit, so... All right, well, traveling over to Japan and checking out the releases there, nothing. The only thing of note is that if you if you still – I don't know how you could possibly still have not beaten Yakuza Like a Dragon. But if that's you, you can now get a price-reduced version coming out in Japan this week on the PlayStation 5. That is the only – new release because technically it's a it's a new pressing of the game because it's it gets the special box that says i'm cheap so that is the only release in japan this week on the 26th uh darsakra anything in europe nothing nothing no all right well we'll try again in a couple weeks uh when things maybe will pick up a little bit again as we get into the new year it used to be that january was usually a barren month but that that pattern's kind of changed in the last couple of years. So um, be, be curious to see that when we come back. All right. Let's get to the listener roundtable where we invite your calls and so forth to participate with our show tonight. Um, we also invite your emails every week. Participate at orangeloungerader.com is the place to send your emails. And I believe we do have one to read tonight. Right, Dark Sagra? We do. It was one that I missed, and I'm sorry about this. So this was from the 12th. Um, it was buried in the spam. So I'll go ahead and read. Hey, OLR, it's been a while since I last wrote in. I heard on the last episode that Loki got a Playdate console and wanted to confirm that it's become a wonderful platform for making indie games. Not only is the development platform free and well-documented, but there's now a healthy, if small, market of players willing to pay for tiny indie games. I was lucky to be in the first batch of pre-orders and released a puzzle game called Squish last summer. To my delight, it's now sold over a thousand copies. I can't see that ever happening for me on mobile or PC. Best of luck with your playdate development, Loki. Perhaps a one-bit pixel poops? Elliot B. And I thought about that. He also like, sent some, a possibility. some codes for you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I got, Which, I got the one code for Squish, and I need to figure out how to sideload stuff. I think there's a way to do it. You have to go and log into your Playdate account and do it that way. Um, but that should be fine. Like, I was thinking game-wise, yeah, I still want to do a mini-golf game, I think. That would be really good, especially with the crank. Because executive golf is okay, but it's not... It's not like a real golf game. It's just it's side scrolling. It's kind of weird. Um, but I think a game that actually used the crank as like a putter, so you're actually like swinging it like a putter, and like how fast you swing it, and how 
all that would be really cool to just have it almost completely cranked base. Patent pending. Um, Somebody's going to steal so your idea, Loki. You're saying too much. Yeah, Patent pending. It's fine. There has to be some fishing games on there, I'm sure. There, There's a fishing game, and then there's one that's like called Real. It's called Real Steel. And it's basically you're using a fishing rod, and it's almost like, you know, that Mission Impossible thing where you're dropping in to steal things. So you're using like a fishing rod in that sense as well and you crank the guy up and down and steal stuff pretty cool i just had an idea Hmm. bungee ferret tossing with the crank how do you toss the oh i guess swinging it back and forth i mean yeah you can make it like you just have to code with it like because they have you know they have uh their pulp editor which is kind of drag and drop and it's got its own scripting language with it or if you want to go more traditional, there is Lua. And if you really want to get into like high performance with that, there's C um, APIs for it as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what I would need for Pulp might be enough. But like there's a lot of tutorials out there like showing just how to use the Pulp Editor and everything. And it's worth messing around with. At the very least, even if you can't like get a play date, you can play it through their emulator that they have on their website. So you can play stuff that way and test stuff out. Well, maybe I'll take a look at it. I don't know. I've got one lesson left on my Python course. That's kind of where I'm focusing. That's still, yeah. I mean, congrats to Elliot B though. A thousand copies. That's really like, I'm going to spec. That's really that's good. Pretty big. I'm going to speculate and it's not a sign of quality, <laughs> but I'm going to speculate. Peso poops Two has not moved as many copies. So <laughs> no. that's, Buddy, I don't think we've hit double digits yet. I mean, it's, Oh, that's well, that's a shit. Some go, go buy pixel poops for your friends for the holidays, folks. But, um, you know what, you hmm. know what, you know what, what I'm going to put it on. Cause I, I'm, Little side note, you know, Fixie and I are doing a subathon on Wednesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to advertise Pixel Poops number two. There you go. And Pixel Poops. There you go. In nice. the spirit of the holidays. Um, poop on someone today. See? Poop on someone for the holidays. There you go. Have you pooped on your friends lately? <laughs> poop with friends. What's an OLR pinball golf game? How would that work? Pinball golf? I mean, then pinball golf could be fun. I, like, was thinking, like, when I think of a golf, like, a mini golf game, like, prime mini golf game, 3D Ultra Mini Golf, obviously, is good. Um, Those are, like, pretty awesome. But even, like, the first mini golf game that I really liked was on the Apple II, and it was called Gnarly Golf. And it was, that's kind of what I'm trying to emulate there, because it's basically, like, Courses where not traditional stuff is like, oh, you're a golf ball in a prison cell and you have to get, figure out where the hole is. and uh, Or, oh, this one, you're in a backyard and you have to avoid a hose and stuff like that. Like, that's my kind of thought. But yeah, r- regular mini golf stuff. It'll be fun. Mini golf's a fun pick up and play type thing. Yeah. Um, But there's not really, I'm surprised there's not any on there. I mean, there's, a tank golf game, and then if there's you keep talking golf. and don't do it. Somebody's got look. You've got you've got a playdate developer listening to this show. That's fine. <laughs> if I'm Elliot B, I'm sitting there twiddling my fingers, going, "Yes, this sounds like a very good idea to add to my collection of games." That fool Loki giving me ideas for free. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby, Bobby's literally admitting to doing the same thing right now in chat. 
All right. good? All right. You can do it. And lady. there's not a lot of games on their storefront. Like, their storefront has, like, 50 or 60 games. It's not a lot. So, like, it's easy to stand out so far. Well, I'm going to assume there's no last minute stories tonight. Oh, I did want to mention one oh, okay. last thing. Yeah, I just please. had I had to laugh and it's not even really newsworthy, but uh, the 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 Amico at home added another game to their platform, oh, yeah, I got which I, I, I was like, yeah. it looks like crap, but whatever. Um, why even put out that announcement? But oh, you got a whole total three games on your platform that requires two mold, two mobile devices to actually even they use. Are, so they are they are selling what they can to make any kind of income right now. But I will bet you've probably sold more copies of pixel poops than they've sold of shark shark. So you can, you can go to sleep at night thinking about that. All right. Uh, anyhow, that is going to wrap it up for our special holiday edition of the show. Again, just to recap what's coming up next week, we will not be here. So the weekend of new year's Eve, there will be no show. So no show here and no show on the podcast feed. So, uh, hope you all have a great new year and a safe one. Of course, we will be back live the Sunday after new year's Eve, which would be January the 7th. Looking at my calendar here. At our normal time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, we will be back with the next episode of our program. Um, I hope you all have a great couple weeks and uh, enjoying the rest of your 2023. Look forward to 2024 and um, all the stuff coming up. So uh, that's going to do it. Dark Soccer, are you streaming today or are you just not doing that today or what? Probably not. Okay. Um. Just you know, it's it's holiday. If I if I stream, I stream. If I don't, I don't. Okay. But um, you know what? I'll I'll put it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy somebody a copy of Pixel Poops Number Two. There you go. If I sold they, one yesterday, um... and that's been the first that's been the first time in like six months. Somebody <laughs> shit on someone for Christmas. I love it. <laughs> I but. You, You'll you'll see some sales. I'll put it that way. All right, love that. Okay, um, that that does it. Um, well, Dark Soccer. Um, well, first let me say as I always say at the end of the show. Thank you so much for uh, downloading our show or listening live, especially if you were here or at the early time on Christmas Eve. Super appreciate those of you that are here live. Love all of you on the podcast feed as well. I noticed there are some absent names tonight, so I'm assuming y'all just have holiday plans, and you'll probably catch this on the podcast feed, so thank you. No matter how it is you listen to this show, uh, we appreciate you being here and being part of the fam. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here at OLR, help us spread the word. Tell a friend or two. Um, we are the show where every gamer has a voice, but we need more voices to put out on air. So please uh, tell your friends about the show and uh, help spread the word. That's going to do it. We'll be back in two weeks. Let's get final thoughts. Dark Soccer, your final thought tonight. So um, if I do um, if I do stream, it will be around about 8.30-ish. Uh, some Dead by Daylight killer. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll take a request. Maybe I'll play Pixel Poops if I can get everything working the right way. I, I may not be able to on my Mac, but we'll see. Um, and other than that, you know, I... Since I won't see y'all in in this form for uh, till you know the new year rolls around, I wish everyone. Uh, I'll, in fact, I'll do, I'll say the same thing that I say at the end of my stream: just to be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, and fact check everything. That's all.
That's very similar to what Jerry Springer used to say without the fact checking part. He used to say, be kind to yourself and each other. Or was it be good? No, be good to yourself and each other. Similar. I would prefer kindness. Goodness and kindness are different. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, Loki, your final thought tonight. Uh, My final thought is uh, hopefully we'll have more Minecraft content coming out. I also, uh, Hermitcraft Season 9 finally wrapped, and so they put their world download up, and I've uploaded that to play some Decked Out. It's ridiculous. Tango did an incredible job with Decked Out. It's literally like a whole nother dungeon crawling game inside my vanilla Minecraft. It's it's absolutely insane. And I'm going to do something similar like that in probably a year or so, so it'll be... It'll be fun. All right. Uh, and then my final thought is, I hope Le- uh, I hope Loki will play some Lego Fortnite with me sometime. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Too, if she I was. watched someone play that last night. It's, it, isn't it wild that it's like, wait a minute, Fortnite? What? No, this isn't it. <laughs> it's kind of... I don't know that it's enough to make me want to play Fortnite. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for being here and uh, appreciate Hey, shout out to Wayne N in chat who says, uh, thanks to both OLR and Bobby for taking the time to do the early shows. Great to be able to watch live. Hey, if one person was able to catch it that couldn't usually catch it, it was totally worth the earlier time. You know, it frees up our evenings to do our own stuff, too. Um, I don't mind the early time. This is actually a lot of fun. Thank you so much. We need to do this more often, actually. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for uh, being here and listening. Have a happy, safe New Year, and we will see you in two weeks. Good night, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Orange Lounge Radio. Orange Lounge Radio is a production of OLR Studios. To join us for our live show, tune in to vognetwork.com Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Orange Lounge Radio nor Vogue Network, but you know they were all still true. See you next week.